Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour. Bonjour. (laughs) Yes, it's that time again. I'm grateful for this time. I feel like it's time we have together that we're connected in the mind, in the infinite mind of pure spirit. And I'm grateful for this time, for this connection. It is my intention to speak from heart to heart. Yes, and to be spirit-led and guided. So we begin with a blessing. Placing my hand on my heart, I invite you to do the same. Place your hand on your heart. And let's take a deep breath of gratitude. Love and gratitude is our most basic spiritual practice. We're cultivating the ability to be grateful for everything, knowing that everything is for us and nothing is against us. We are cultivating the ability to rise up in gratitude and to relinquish all grievances, all grudges, all complaints. We're cultivating intuition and pure insight. We're listening for divine guidance, intuition, inspiration, divine direction. We're opening ourselves to be great receivers. We're receiving the gifts of God today, which are these pure, clear insights. We are sharing the benefits with everyone, all brothers and sisters. All beings benefit because we are choosing right here, right now, to cultivate the insight and the intuition to know, to feel, to clearly comprehend and hear what the truth is. Truth is our liberator, and we are grateful to liberate from playing small, living in lack, attack, limitation, and separation, and in false beliefs. We are grateful to let the past go, to liberate now. We say it is done, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Yes, 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 yes. Well, we're giving ourselves a gift here, and uh, that my topic this week is cultivating intuition and insight. So I, I've talked about this before, but I am going to recap some things and then share some additional. Uh, to me, this is a topic that bears repeating uh, because Many times, and if you are listening to this podcast and listening to the episodes more than once, you will notice consistently that you will hear more every time you listen. Because that's how the mind works. It's how the ego-identified mind works, that as we uh, are coming to clearly understand here that We have placed veils, I think that's a really good word, veils in our awareness that obstruct the clear view of the truth and access to infinite wisdom, intelligence. So we have placed veils in our mind, uh, uh, obstructions in our mind that distract us, veils in our mind that delude us, and they are self-chosen to obstruct our awareness from what's true and what's real. And this is why the only thing that's required for our awakening, for our liberation, is to take responsibility for what we have chosen. We are the ones who chose the obstructions. We are the one 
who chose to not see and know and feel and recognize and hear the truth, that because we couldn't handle the truth, we didn't like the truth, we didn't want the truth anymore. And I don't see any need to go into blame or shame or regret about any of that. It was a decision we made to fully experience the separation in the ways that we have. And we have discovered a lot. It's been a wild adventure. And now we're going home quickly, very quickly. We are returning to our right mind. And so this question of how do we let those veils go? How do we cultivate clear intuition and insight? These are extremely important questions right now. Extremely. And that is why in my programs like Masterful Living and Finding Freedom and basically everything I do, including this podcast, is focused on releasing the blocks to love, which are the blocks to wisdom, which are the blocks to clarity and to uh, that keep our, our sense of separation intact. It's all about giving up the grievances, the grudges, and the conditioned view. Uh, the view that we've con- been conditioned to see and to see ourselves as not enough, see ourselves as bad and wrong and incomplete and all manner of insanity when none of that is true. But if we believe it, then we see it. Just that's the way the mind works. So this cultivation of pure insight and clarity Distinct intuition is absolutely life-changing. It's liberating. It's liberating from the guilt. It's liberating from the anxiety and the worry and the doubt. And all of which, the insecurity, the, the fear, anxiety, doubt, all of that stems from the false beliefs. And those veils we've placed in our mind. And all of that can shift and change. And it can change so quickly. It's mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing. I sometimes tell people that when I began this work uh, of opening my heart, uh, when I was in my mid-twenties, I was 100% convinced that it would take me a hundred lifetimes. And within just a few years, I had shifted more mentally and emotionally in terms of my ability to be compassionate and loving and kind. I had shifted more than I thought I could in a whole lifetime. And I did that in just a couple of years. Now, I was still a long way from where I am now, but the I made the uh, a huge gain in just a few years when I was in my 40s. I had some fresh insights and clarity because I truly, truly desired it. It's really that. It's the willingness is all that's required. It's... Uh, just watching some people, how they live their lives, no judgment at all, but and, and myself too, of course, always watching myself every minute of every day, every minute of every day, watching with uh, mostly with a neutrality. I'm interested in what I'm interested in and why am I interested in it? You know, am I, what will I do to find a great recipe for um, chia seed pudding? How much energy do I put into that versus how much energy do I put into letting go of a grievance? You see what I'm saying? Or energizing a grievance. What is more important to me? 
to find the recipe to release the grievance. Fortunately, I have found that releasing a grievance can be incredibly quick. Just need that willingness. Got to have the authentic willingness. And it's not just the willingness to stop suffering, most especially. It's the willingness to see and know and feel and hear the truth because the truth is so valuable. It is the willingness to be loving without any conditions, to be able to be loving with ourselves first and foremost, and then our brothers and sisters, regardless of what's been done or not done. So that willingness, that is the thing that makes all the difference in the world in terms of our awakening, in terms of our transformation. So there's no way to cultivate intuition and insight without a tremendous willingness. Because it's very common that the intuition, the insight will point us in a direction that the ego-identified person does not want to go in. Absolutely does not want to go in. And would absolutely not just run the other way, but would drag a huge load running in the other direction. Exhausting ourselves running in the other direction. Pulling a Uh, a wagon, a truckload behind us. That's how much many times we do not wish to follow our intuition. So first of all, very simply, because one of the most common questions I get is, how do you tell the difference between intuition and ego? And it's not complicated And it's not hard to understand. It's, again, just the willingness to really know. And that's one of the things that Jesus makes clear to us in A Course of Miracles is that the reason why we don't feel connected to God, the reason why we don't feel love, the reason why we don't know what love is, the reason why we are uh, in whatever predicament we're in, the reason why we are suffering, all of it is because we're not willing to be loving no matter what. Loving without conditions. So we can love people without uh, getting up to make them breakfast in bed, right? You can make breakfast in bed for somebody you don't love pretty easily, Uh, You don't have to like someone in order to love them. And so we're talking about loving the way our Creator loves, without exceptions, without conditions. We love because when we love our brothers and sisters, we are loving God because there's no difference. It's hard for many of us to love our brothers and sisters because we don't love ourselves. So this is why in my programs, I invite people to really focus on being self-loving. And the number one thing is to start replacing the attack thoughts with kind thoughts. Just focusing on being kind. Is it kind to make myself stay up late drinking. I used to do that. Is it kind to make myself get up early and then chastise myself because I'm not happy about getting up early? Is it kind to myself to make the laundry more important than my connection with my higher self. Is that kind? To me, it's not kind. No. It's foolish. 
It's foolish to make anything more important than my spiritual connection. And yet, I, I do it. I do it all the time. I'm not in prayer and meditation all day long. But I've, I've learned more and more to be in that connected state no matter what I'm doing. Even when I'm watching television. When I'm taking a bath. And me, I like to watch television. I like to watch movies in the bathtub. Have a way to set up my television. They're so portable nowadays. I love it. And I can watch TV in the bath. And I like that. It feels just a a wonderful thing. But I can do it not from a place of I'm trying to escape being awake. Let me be awake while I'm doing these things. So we won't recognize intuition for what it is if we don't wish to. So the willingness is number one. And then the the second thing is many people don't realize that most of our intuition is going to come in the form of a vibration that is still and small. Still and small. You can call it the still small voice, but I don't hear voices. That That is occasionally I've heard a voice, but more often than not, I do not hear a voice. I have a sense that I interpret into words or I have a sense or a vibration that I feel and then see if I can explain this without visuals and just describe it. It's as though there are thought bubbles. You know how when you see a cartoon, you'll have the thought in a newspaper or something like that in a magazine, sometimes they have thought bubbles above their head indicating what the the character is thinking. So there are thought bubbles. And I get a vibrational sense that there's one there and I can touch it. And when I touch it, not physically, but mentally, when I touch it energetically, It's as though it enters into my awareness. It's like I download it. So my understanding is that this transmission, this avenue of communication is constantly live streaming. I like some of the technology words that we have today that... Spirit is live streaming guidance, inspiration, intuition, direction, divine direction, whatever we'd like to label it as. It's all the same to me. Um, I always like to use lots of different words because people relate to different words and don't relate to other words. So, uh, But to me, it's all the same. Inspiration, intuition, divine guidance, divine direction, it's all the same. Insight. Our willingness is that energetic movement to touch it, to download it, to connect with it, to engage with it. But it is live streaming all the time. One of the practices that I offer to anyone, but especially to folks in my programs, is train yourself to ask what to do in every situation you can think of. Of course, we forget a lot of the time because we think we know. And I realize even today, many of the times when I kind of go off course a little, 
I didn't ask. I thought I knew. And it's perfectly understandable. Uh, like I thought I knew what I should have for lunch. So uh, thinking of like one day, I think, okay, I got these takeout meals to have and I could have one for lunch. But when I tuned into the energy field, we could call it my body, but just call it the field. When I tuned in, what am I to eat? I did not get one of those takeout meals. Instead, I got this vegetable dish that I had made the day before. Have that. Does my mouth care? Well, one of the things that I've learned, meaning does my mouth care? No, my mouth doesn't care. But but I I care how things taste. What do I feel like? The tasting and chewing and the textures and the tastes and the, all of that. What do I feel like? Is Does that enter into it? Well, I could be derailed by what do I feel like? Who is the I that is asking? Because if my guidance is eat that veggie thing you made... Wouldn't that be the thing that would be the best tasting for me? Well, it depends. Because if my ego is answering, eat that veggie thing you made so it doesn't go bad. And save the fresher food for another day. Well, that, that would be an ego decision. Because I'm making that decision with my intellect. But when I just tuned in and said, what am I to eat for lunch today? Or whatever, breakfast, what doesn't matter. Um, What am I to eat? I can learn to trust the vibration of my intuition and... I've 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 done the math and I've done the testing knowing that if I follow my intuition whatever it is I'm guided to will actually taste better to me and be more helpful to me more productive to me than anything else I could do. Isn't that interesting? I find it so interesting. So we often make these kinds of decisions from logic. And one of the things I've started to realize is I, I, I was trained by my family that for economic reasons, you, you have to eat these things. You can't just let things, you, you can't throw things away uh, just because you don't feel like eating it. But maybe the reason I don't feel like eating it is because it's really not the best thing for me to choose. So learning to be discerning at that level and let the preconceptions about what waste is about you know lack and limitation are these beliefs in lack and limitation guiding my decision to eat the leftovers not eat the leftovers see what i'm saying for me it's so helpful to realize that i'm going to cultivate or i am cultivating the Ability to feel what feels highest and best, to recognize it that way. So not by thinking, not by sight, but by feeling it, that that is going to be how I'm recognizing what is highest and best. And Jesus does tell us in the Course that we can tell What is the right thing, the loving thing, the unloving thing? We can tell these differences by how it feels. So we're cultivating the ability to feel when so much of our life, this lifetime and past lifetimes, we were cultivating the ability to tune it out how we felt to close our heart so that we could make unloving, unkind 
choices, whether that was directed at ourselves or other people, we could cultivate the judgments and the attack thoughts and feel righteous about it because we were inured to our feelings. And now we're going the other way and we're cultivating the ability to feel clearly, strongly, beautifully. And so we're completely going the other way. We're completely doing a U-turn. We're completely recalibrating ourselves. And it's no small thing. But if we're willing, our willingness is all that's required, the Holy Spirit will do the recalibration, what I call the heavy lifting. Spirit will do it if we're willing. And I am so grateful that that is so. And I've proved it in my own life and continue to. Mm-hmm. So, learning to feel what is actually happening and the vibration of it. It's time for me to take a break. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and we're talking about cultivating intuition and insight and A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio. We're walking the talk, we're living the love, and I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. (laughs) Thank you for returning. I'm Jennifer Hadley. We're talking about A Course in Miracles, and we're cultivating intuition and insight. Intuition and insight. So one aspect is the willingness to perceive what we could think of as that still small voice. Although it may not be a voice, it may be a feeling. It may be a visual. It may be uh, something that you have a sense of. So intuition flows in many different ways. Sometimes it's a clear thought. Uh, But many times it really is the feeling, the vibration of the still small voice. We become acquainted with it. It becomes so familiar to us that we can recognize that vibration of the still small voice over a cacophony of other input. We can recognize that tiny little intuition is of such a clear vibration that we recognize it apart from everything else as being so distinctly different from the din of ego noise. That's what I have found. Now, in the miracle principles, the principles of miracles that right in chapter 1, Number four is all miracles mean life, and God is the giver of life. God's voice will direct you very specifically. You will be told all you need to know. God's voice will direct you very specifically. You will be told all you need to know. This is the same thing as in what I call the My Purpose Prayer. I am here only to be truly helpful. I am here to represent him who sent me. I do not have to worry about what to say or what to do because he who sent me will direct me. I'm content to be wherever he wishes, knowing he goes there with me. I will be healed as I let him teach me to heal. So we are opening ourselves to being in trust and faith that we don't have to worry what to say or what to do because the one who sent us will direct us. As it says here in Miracle Principle number 4, His voice will direct you very specifically. You will be told all you need to know. This is why I say on a a very regular basis that God and I work on a need-to-know basis. If I don't need to know, I don't know. And if I need to know, I know. 
and I've learned to be content. I may not know why I'm being directed to call that person today at this time. I may not know why I'm being called to go to that place on this day at that time. I may not know why I'm writing these words in my daily shot of spiritual espresso today instead of tomorrow. I may not know why on these questions but I know that this is what I'm being directed to do. The voice will direct you very specifically. You will be told all you need to know. Now, what I, I feel is misleading here is that people think it's going to be a voice. And maybe it will be a voice, maybe it won't be. It's important that we not get attached to thinking it's a voice because that is confusing. So for me, it's very often, it's rarely a voice. It's a feeling. It's a thought. It's an insight. An insight is not a voice. It's an awareness. Yep. So we're training ourselves to recognize that vibration. Chapter 8, Section 8, Paragraph 8. (laughs) Eight eight eight. The Holy Spirit's voice is as loud as your willingness to listen. It cannot be louder without violating your freedom of choice, which the Holy Spirit seeks to restore, never to undermine. So the Holy Spirit, a Bodhi is chewing on something here in the background. The Holy Spirit is helping us to restore our ability to choose love, always to choose love, always to be truly helpful, always to follow divine guidance, to follow that insight, that inspiration. So the Holy Spirit's voice is as loud as your willingness to listen. It cannot be louder without violating your freedom of choice which the Holy Spirit seeks to restore, never to undermine. Again, chapter 8, section 8, paragraph 8. So, again, Jesus is saying the Holy Spirit's voice, but it may not be the voice. I Again, I don't perceive it as a voice most of the time. 99.9% of the time it is not a voice to me. But I, I don't mind saying the Holy Spirit speaks to me, even though I'm not hearing a voice. I'm very often just getting a clear feeling that this is the way to go. I remember one time when I lived in LA, I was down in Playa del Rey, maybe Marina del Rey, it was someplace like that. I was coming home from there, and this is back before cell phones. It was very foggy, and I couldn't see a lot of the signage. I couldn't see a lot of the things um, down in that coastal fog. And I had, uh, it was in the day when you used your Thomas Guide, right, your your map book to figure out where to go and where you are. And sometimes that Thomas Guide could be so challenging to me anyway. And uh, so I didn't know which way to go, how to go. And so I said, you know what, I am going to trust spirit to guide me. So as I came to each intersection, I just said, which way do I go? And I decided to trust the feelings that I had in those moments about which way to go. And I was guided perfectly by that method. So this is one of the things, if you really are interested in cultivating intuition and inspiration, begin to pause over and over and over again throughout your day and say, which way is the highest and best way? Also be clear, what is your objective? So is your objective to get home fast? Is your objective to get there in the safest way is your objective to go uh, in a beautiful way. Many times in L.A., I would choose a route that was longer 
than another route because I knew it would be less congested and more beautiful. So I would feel that I was flowing in the traffic and that I would see beautiful things along the way, beautiful trees and plantings and homes versus city buildings, no trees, and, and traffic. So it might be a longer route that I'd be going, not just in distance, but also in time. But I was willing to spend five or ten more minutes going that way because, <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> that's Bodie. I was willing to spend five or ten minutes extra in order to be in a more pleasing place and to see more beautiful sights because that was nourishing to my spirit. These are the choices that we can make. So I did that out of self-love because I knew that being in the congested area with the traffic would be less interesting to me. I'm taking it away from her. It's a little too much. (laughs) She's like, oh, do you want to play tug? Do you want to play tug? So Holy Spirit's voice is as loud as your willingness to listen. It cannot be louder without violating your freedom of choice. So one of the things I learned to say was, make it plain, make it clear. Show me the way. Make it unmistakable. Make it so clear and unmistakable that I will not be interested in any other choice. And I would do that, for instance, with going to the grocery store. Guide me to the highest and best foods for me to eat at this time. Now, you know, not because of somebody else's nutritional ideas, but because this is spirit's idea for me, right? Because many times if we choose something that we think is good for us, that we should eat, but we don't like it, then it becomes uh, a, a real struggle, And then we're adding that to the struggle uh, of our days. And that energy then is in that food, let's say. I, uh, I was sharing recently that when my mother was diagnosed with terminal cancer, one of the decisions my father and my mother made was for them to do the, um, macrobiotic diet. And, uh, So my mother at that point was retired. She was doing most of the cooking, which uh, earlier in their life when both my parents were working full time, they sort of split the cooking. But when my dad was still working and my mom was retired, she was doing more of the cooking. And she really disliked preparing the macrobiotic meals. Plus she didn't really like eating them. So it was a double negative there. And... So my father saw how much she disliked preparing the food, and he said, this is not healthful for you to be this irritated and frustrated preparing the food. Uh, I can prepare the food with love. It won't bother me. I will be glad to do it, and I think that's a better solution. So my father took over the cooking and prepared those macrobiotic meals for them. And that worked really well for them. That was very wise of them. So you see, uh, our willingness to listen is very important. If, if we don't like what we think or we're afraid, we won't like what, what we think we might hear or feel or perceive. We are not going to want to hear it. We are going to block that even if we don't realize that's what we're doing. And that's a very common thing, because as a spiritual counselor, for decades I've worked with people who, when I talk about following God's will for us, which is simply the most loving choices, a lot of times people think, oh God, I, I, I can't have that kind of trust and faith because they think that spirit is going to lead them to not have sex anymore, not drink wine anymore, not uh, go on vacation anymore, do any manner of things that they they 
feel they don't want to do. So making it clear to ourselves and to spirit that we are interested in hearing that intuition. We are interested in perceiving that intuition. We are interested in getting the divine downloads and the inspiration, being really clear, that's what we're interested in. So our teacher, the Holy Spirit, is referred to again and again as the voice, the teacher, who knows. So this is what the Holy Spirit is described as, the voice for life itself, our teacher, the teacher who knows. And so it is helpful to us to realize that it may not be a voice. I think that this is uh, something that a lot of people get hung up on. They're expecting to hear a voice. There is no voice. So that's why I say there's no I don't hear a voice very, very rarely. And when I do hear a voice, the few times that I do actually hear a voice in my mind that's a clear and distinct voice, I don't ever feel that it's the Holy Spirit. I often feel that it's an ascended master, it is a guide, it is an angel, it is that being and uh but i do think of the holy spirit as that higher holy spirit self the i am presence and so remember too that the voice of the holy spirit or the inspiration of the holy spirit will come through our brothers and sisters will come through many many ways it could come through a billboard it could come through a book it could come through a television show it could come through what we hear ignited, what we feel ignited in our mind when we're listening to someone we dislike. You see, it's inspiration comes in so many different ways. And so it's valuable to not get hung up on it being a voice. For me, I had so much resistance, as many of us do, to clearly getting the messages, getting the, the clear divine direction from my own higher Holy Spirit self. I had so much resistance to that because I was more interested in attacking. I was more interested in complaining. I was more interested in hiding in isolating, in thinking that I was unworthy, as many of us are. So I really prayed so many, 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 many times to simply clearly perceive that voice for God, to clearly know the truth, to get clear divine direction. So one of the things that we can do is commit to following on the little things so that we can be even remotely available for what we perceive are the big things. So the little things are don't have that second piece of pie. And we can tell the difference when it's ego or when it's spirit because of the vibrational nature of it. We can tell when it's ego because it's stern, it's accusatory, it's demanding, it has an attitude, it's not loving and compassionate and kind. So the the loving voice will say, go to bed now. Now's a good time to stop doing that and just take some time to turn within. Or that still small voice will say things like, call Mary now. Just very simple, non-threatening, non-argumentative. We learn to recognize that vibration and to follow what those instructions are. 
what happens is life begins to get a whole lot easier, a whole lot more fun, a whole lot gentler, so much more expansive, surprising. It becomes filled with unexpected good things. And we become more and more a vibrational match for that guidance because of our increased willingness. And so we get more, we perceive more, we can clearly recognize more and more guidance. And so one of the things that I learned to do was to celebrate the guidance when it came. Oh, good. I know that spirit. I know that's my own holiness guiding and directing me, and I'm interested in that. Okay, I'll I'll do that. I'll go the other way. Okay, I, I won't stop at the store and get a six-pack of beer. I'm, I'm going to go right home instead. And uh, I am going to go to that party, even when I feel like I'd rather stay home and isolate and hide and self-medicate. I am going to get dressed and go to that party. I am going to go across the room and talk to that stranger and who looks um, a little anxious. I'm going to make them feel welcome, even though I don't feel like talking with anybody. I am going to call them and see if they need anything, even though I don't feel like going to the store to get it for them. I'm going to do it anyway. Just listening to the guidance that's telling me, Make the soup for Peter. Uh, Do the thing for Paula. Yeah, I'm going to do those things, even though I might prefer to read a book. or I really don't prefer to read a book. I prefer to follow my guidance. That was an important shift I made. Now, the other thing that is absolutely critical here in order for us to be more open and available to the guidance and cultivating the intuition and the insight is... We must become disinterested in our complaints. We must become uninterested in our opinions and judgments. You know, this is my whole thing. Because becoming disinterested in the negativity opens up our mind to a higher vibrational frequency, if you will. So because like attracts like, let us be a vibrational match for the guidance. Now, Even if I make my bed in hell, thou art with me. I love that. And I'm so grateful to know that really what I hear in that message too is even if I choose to lower my vibration with low vibrational thoughts, with negativity, with shame, with blame, with regret, with resentment, with feeling like I'm a victim of the world, even if I choose that, still, thou art with me. Spirit is with me, always giving me that 24-7 divine download, and I can tune into it or not. That is my free will choice in this world. And so for me, my prayer was, I'm not interested in choosing the low vibration anymore. Spirit, teach me how to choose the higher vibration. And just by becoming attuned to more loving thoughts, more generous thoughts, more kind thoughts, more patient thoughts, getting into that vibration of being truly helpful, being of service to the light, then we become a greater and greater vibrational match for the inspiration, the intuition, and so life gets easier and easier, and we find ourselves directed in a miraculous way. And that is how we're meant to live, and it feels so right. It really does. But in the beginning, it can feel frightening because it can feel like we might be asked to do things we don't think we want to do. But once you get the hang of this, you realize The one thing you really don't want to do is ignore the guidance. The one thing you really don't want to do anymore is keep repeating the same low vibrational choices. 
that the high vibrational thoughts and choices are so fulfilling, so energizing, so pleasing, so expansive, we simply would like more and more and more of that. And we recognize that the only way to get more and more and more of it is to replace the unloving thoughts with loving thoughts, to keep reaching for the highest and best choices. And that requires a constant willingness. So we're cultivating a constant willingness. And so that's what we're doing with cultivating the intuition and the insight. Oh my goodness. It is life-changing. It improves the quality of every minute of every day for the rest of your life doing this work. And I know this is precisely why Spirit guided me to create uh, the programs that I've been guided to. And when people say, oh my God, Masterful Living is so great, Finding Freedom is so great, I, I I know, I know, I know, it blows my mind myself because I did not create it. I followed Spirit's direction and we can all do that and bring forth magnificent things that are truly helpful to many, many, many people. And that is living a great, great life. That's what it's all about. Yes. Next week, Karen J. Gardner will be my guest, and she is going to talk about her class that's coming up about waking in the dream. That's a workshop she's doing on Saturday, March 12th, and you can read about it at jenniferadley.com on the events page. And then also in mid-March, I'm launching my six-week challenge to end self-sabotage followed by my Stop Playing Small online retreat, and then I'll be doing Finding Freedom again. So these are things to look forward to. Right now, I'm grateful to place my hand on my heart and to know the truth is being revealed in our mind, in our heart, and we are grateful to share the benefits with everyone because we are united forever. We let it be, and so it is. Amen. 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 I love you. Mwah.